The Lord said, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. In other words, we might in just two words summarize this word of God. Trust me. That's it. After the very first commandment, there God lays out for his people the commandments which will hem them in, which will keep them as his flock, wandering not after the things of this world or things which might harm harm them, They are to, above all, trust him and follow after him where he leads. At that moment, the nation of Israel heard also something far more even important than the commands. They heard a promise. God promised himself to the people. I am the Lord your God. He was a God for his people. He was a God who would keep his people, defend them from the attacks of their enemies. He would provide for all their needs. He would make sure that their clothes would not wear out, nor even the sandals on their feet, even though they be wandering in the wilderness for 40 years because of their sin, still God would care for their needs. He would lead them in the words which he sent through the mighty prophets, that they would be long expecting one who would come to rescue them from their sins. I am the Lord your God. They were not to look ever for another God. There was never going to be for them a greater protector. Never would there be one like God, the Lord Almighty. Today, we see that these sheep that had been scattered to all the nations because of their sins would be brought together into one flock by Christ, who says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus is your Good shepherd. He is the one who has taken you into his own flock to again be your great protector, your defender, your provider, your God who will be your guide through all your days. Multiple times in the New Testament, we hear that Jesus predicts his death and also his resurrection. Even saying it for this, uh, for that it was this purpose that he came into the world. But here Jesus tells his little flock that he has not come to take them for himself in order to profit, to proffer them, but he has come to give himself for them. Now, these people had known many shepherds, they weren't spoken about as, uh, as favorably as you might think. The kings, the judges, the priests, those who were supposed to look over these people that were God's own nation, had really done not much to keep the sheep except that they be kept in order uh, for their profit, for their fattening 
so that the judges, the priests, the kings could live off of them. And that really comes to light if you read just before our text in the Old Testament in Ezekiel chapter 34 there, uh, just before our reading, it says this uh, to Ezekiel. The Lord God says, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, right, the ones who were to care for the flock, thus says the Lord God, Ah, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourself with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. They became food for the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth with none to search or seek them. Those who were to be shepherding them could not be bothered to sacrifice any part of their time or effort to go and search after those who had been lost because it would not profit them. They could not be bothered with those who were weak and infirm. They would just be taking up valuable resources. They could not care for the people that God had put under their protection because they did not care as God cared for them. When Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, He has something to prove. He has to say to them, I am the good shepherd and this is why. I'm not like the shepherds that you have known in the past. I am the good shepherd. And by good, I mean this. I lay down my life for the sheep. I'm not here to take your life. I'm not here to take from you those things which are yours, which I have given to you. For God has provided many good gifts to his children on earth, really to all people. But Jesus didn't come for those. He came to lay down his life so that he would make for himself a flock of people. And you are that flock. You have been bought and purchased by the blood of Jesus. He has gathered you from all the places that you had been scattered, and he did so to protect you. He reaches down into the throat of the devil, and he has pulled you out from his clutches. It says in Ezekiel, and I I love this, As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. Now normally, wouldn't that be the time that a shepherd wouldn't go out and seek uh, the sheep? It's not a great time of the day when there are clouds and when there is darkness on the earth. They would wait for a time when they could see the enemies and the prey. 
But Jesus comes, as Romans 5 tells us, he says, while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. He comes in the midst of the shadow of death. He seeks you out in while you were headed, while you were headed on the pathway to hell. God seeks us out in our sin to pull us back. We read further in Romans 5, it says this, For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for you. When God tells us that he is the good shepherd, he proves it. He gives to you the example above all examples. Scarcely would somebody die for one who is righteous, who has lived perfectly. Even though you were a good person, maybe someone would give your life. But Jesus died for the sheep that were in the jaws of the devil because they had wandered. Because sin had caused them to go their own way, each doing what was right in their own eyes. Jesus came first for the household of Israel. He went first to those who were to be of his flock, the remnant, we could say, from the house of Israel. They were listening to shepherds, right? They were listening to teachers, the scribes and the Pharisees. They were even offering up sacrifices, shedding the blood of bulls and goats. They were making their pilgrimages to the Jerusalem temple, but they weren't being fed. They were being robbed. These people were hungry. They were thirsty for righteousness. Because the shepherds of Israel had not brought them the mercy of God. Time and time again, they were told to look for the Messiah. But, well, the prophets had long stopped speaking of that Messiah. The priest had not carried that word to the people They were being taught to rely on their own works, their own personal piety to gain entrance into heaven. And even the more that Judaism spread to every land, the more perverted it became until all that was left was works righteousness. The people sacrificed the bulls and goats according to the law, but their hope, where was their hope? Where was their eyes looking? It wasn't to Christ Because his own people did not receive him. Jesus shows to those people who listen. To the people that were there listening to him teach. That he had come to deliver them from their sins. He wasn't going to get fat off of them. He humbled himself leaving heaven. Becoming incarnate. Being born of the Virgin Mary. In order to be born under the law. To become nothing become despised by all the world, to be as a lamb led to, to slaughter in order to win them back, to gather them as one flock who have as their head the one good shepherd. Jesus himself knows you. You are his precious little lamb. And he wants you to be gathered to him. So he has sought you out 
On the day of clouds and thick darkness, he has come to you in the midst of your sin to rescue you from it, to rescue you from eternal death. He provides for you a precious word of hope, of redemption, the very gospel for food. And he has given to you his Holy Spirit as he wells up inside of you a fountain of everlasting life, a blessed drink, still waters. He gathers you every week by his word and his sacraments so that you lose not hope, so that you be not scattered to and fro, each to their own path. Instead, he shows you eternal life. But you may ask, why does he do this? To which we can always answer, because he is the good shepherd. Because he has laid his life down for you. Because he has sacrificed himself, taking your sins upon him to die for them. To do away with them. The king of love, my shepherd is. Because he has given up and has given all to us. He has given to us the love of the Father. He has given to us the blessed favor of the Father. Christ's righteousness is your righteousness. You are his own. And since no one could take from him his life, but he willingly gave it up, he proves himself to be a blessed shepherd who cares for us. And then by the resurrection, in the glory of the Father, he has taken up his life again, where he reigns over us for all eternity as our shepherd and king forever. He remains with us amidst his flock, not outside, but with us here in his living word, in his body and blood. He's covering us in his baptism and is feeding us with his gospel. Now, I know that it is probably one of the greatest struggles, as I said at the beginning, to have trust in God above all things. That is what we struggle with. We, like sheep, as St. Peter calls, have all gone astray. We cannot deny that. We struggle with faith. We struggle with hope, with trust. But if there is any one person in all the world that we should trust, it should be the one who has proven to us beyond any shadow of doubt that he cares for us, that is Christ our Lord. On this side of glory, we will always be embattled against our wayward ways. Even the temptations of the evil one to depart the certain pastures that you find yourself in now, the protection of Jesus, to go about in search of something more. There's always a temptation from the evil one to find teachers, even those ones that Jesus spoke against, who will preach to your itching ears, to say the things which you would like to hear. And that is found more and more in our culture today. 
There are those who say they confess Christ. Those who say that they teach from the Bible and in his name. But you must test what they say. For their hearts may be far from him. Do not be deceived, flock of Christ. Test what our Lord has said against the teachers of the church. Christ has come to give life. And those pastors who come to give it, to give what Christ has won for you, will do so willingly, lovingly. They will not be like the hirelings who care nothing for the sheep. They must guard themselves against it for sure. Even as I myself must be careful not to become as such. But to have the heart of Christ. To be willing to go after the lost. To bind up the brokenhearted. To bring the sacrament of the altar to those who are sick and in need. To find you at the hospitals and your lonely bedsides. Wherever it may be that you need the word of God, there I pray to be found as well. O flock of Christ, fear not the devil, for you have the power of the word of God. You have been brought through that valley of the shadow of death. You have died to sin. You now live a new life in Christ. And God has even prepared for you a more blessed day than even today. You have the day that will last into eternity where there shall be no more clouds or darkness, no more sin or death, no more worrying about false shepherds or hirelings who care nothing for you. But there shall be that day when the shepherd shall show us all of those whom he has gathered from every nation, from every tribe and language and people, from all time, we shall see for ourselves the sheep of the Good Shepherd. But know this today, that you leave this church, having heard this gospel, with trust in him, with faith in his words, you yourselves, are the sheep of the good shepherd. So be confident that he will defend you, guide you, protect you, and give to you all that you need in this life until he comes to gather you again. In Jesus' name, amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all our understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord.